Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast and New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Hope you guys have had a wonderful week thus far. Um, you know, uh, you know, news and notes from around Jets land as usual. Um, on this weekly show, if we can just go through a few um, items of business, make sure you follow me on Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan. I post on there um, pretty frequently, and, you know, you can get all this news on there as well, um, you know in a, uh, a more readable format than audio, but, um, you know, how I usually do it in the off season and, you know, it'll be like this probably until, you know, late July when training camp kicks off is like, just go back on my Instagram feed, go back on Twitter and just, you know, read off and give my thoughts on a few notes, um, from not only the Jets, but around the league as well. So to get started, you know, with the Jets specifically, I wanted to give a quick birthday shout out to Joe Namath, uh, turning 79 years old, of course, the legendary Jets quarterback who took them to Super Bowl three, um, to beat the uh, Baltimore Colts um, back in 1969. So very big shout-out to him. Also, also uh, Connie Carberg, uh, the first female scout for the Jets, also wanted to give a quick shout-out to her as well. Um, a few more guys that had birthdays, and I believe it was May 31st. Um, so that would be yesterday, Tuesday. I'm recording this on a Wednesday as usual. Um, guys like Quincy Nunwa, Leger Duzable, um, quick shout-out to those guys as well. So... Pretty awesome stuff. I guess May 31st is the day of Jets' birthdays. Uh, I didn't know, but um, pretty, pretty cool stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that there. And, you know, OTA is another open media session um, today, June 1st. So, a new month, um, you know, for the Jets to get after it and, um, you know, really grind their way through these OTA sessions. I believe they, they had an OTA today, and then on June 3rd, and then I believe they wrap those up in the coming weeks, and then mandatory minicamp is four, uh, the 14th to the 16th of June. Um, and then after that, they really go their separate waves, I believe, until, you know, late July when training camp officially kicks off. You know, tickets go out to the fans, so you can attend the training camp. Of course, the Jets do that every year, um, you know, COVID permitting. Um, but, uh, it's looking like that will certainly be a thing this year as it was last year. So looking forward to meeting some of you guys there and enjoying some time out in the sun. Hopefully it's some, we get some very nice days, um, you know, late July, early August. Um, so that's looking ahead, but as of right now, you know, um, not too much news specific going on, um, you know, around the jets, um, a few notes today that I thought were interesting from, uh, defensive coordinator, Jeff Albrecht. So, um, Albrecht stated today that. Uh, you know, his defensive players will be playing around 30 to 35% of the snaps on the defensive line, right? Uh, there's a rotation, uh, as there was last year with the new staff that they implemented under uh, head coach Robert Saw that he had implemented in San Francisco. That keeps their legs fresh. That keeps their bodies fresh. Um, that keeps them going 100% when they are on the field. Um, I think it's a very interesting approach and an approach that certainly worked in San Francisco, which, you know, um, you know, helped that defensive line thrive. You know, guys like Nick Bosa and um, Rick Armstead. Those guys were playing at 100% capacity when they were on the field because, um, you know, their legs were 100% fresh. They, they you know, uh, kept hydrated on the sideline, you know, not really um, any long, um, you know, stints on the field. You know, they came on, came off, things of that nature. So we'll see that a lot more this year. 30 to 35% though is very interesting because they played a bit more uh, last season. You know, a guy like John Franklin Myers played probably around 60%, 60% of the snaps. Uh, same with Quinn Williams. But that um, count will likely drop, you know, as the Jets get more bodies, um, you know, certainly in that defensive line room. So as of right now, that will certainly be the plan there for the Jets uh, on the defensive side of the football. On the offensive side of the football, 
uh, offensive coordinator Mike Rafour, um had his press conference today and talked a bit about Zach Wilson and how he's, you know, maturing as a quarterback and how I think there's a sense of urgency that he said, um, you know, to get Zach on the right foot, um, you know, heading into this season and what do they have to do to have him be the player that they drafted him to be, right? You know, Zach, of course, in 2021 had a bit of an underwhelming rookie season. Uh, you can call it that, if you will. Um, but, you know, this season going in, going into it with, you know, some uh, revitalized energy, um, new playmakers, of course, and LaFleur also touched on that. You know, how are they going to integrate all these guys in the system? You know, that's what OTAs are for. That's what training camp's for. So really can't wait and looking forward to, um, you know, plenty of the packages and formations that we'll see out of Mike LaFleur in this offense, you know, with the two new tight ends, um, three actually, counting Jeremy Ruckert, uh, new wide receivers, you know, um, you know, sort of a re- revamped offensive line here with, uh, you know, Makai coming back and Lincoln Thomason in the fold. So that should certainly be interesting there. Um, you know, both on offense and defense. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's such a wild time, you know, from really from June to the end of July, because these, this is the time where, you know, it starts to slow down a bit, you know, after you get past mandatory mini camp and there's a bit of a lull and then you get to training camp is just like, okay, we're a hundred percent back. Um, you know, we get to find out, you know, who's starting at left tackle and right tackle and solid did actually touch on that today. They're not going to, you know, announce that yet or really find that out until Makai arrives. He just had his uh, baby. So congratulations to Makai. Um, he will, looks like he may be back, you know, for, uh, well, mandatory minicamp. It's mandatory, so he will likely have to attend that. And then, um, maybe we'll get a bit of a, um, you know, uh, you know, inner peek at who's starting at that left tackle spot and who's starting at that, uh, right tackle spot. So that should be interesting moving forward as well. Um, but other than that, um, you know, wanted to touch on a quote here from DJ Reed, you know, DJ Reed. Um, the cornerback, the Jets signed in free agency uh, to a three-year deal, uh, came away very impressed with the Jets wide receivers, you know, throughout OTAs, you know, saying, um, you know, Elijah Moore stood out. He's the real deal. Uh, he talked a little bit of Garrett Wilson and how his footwork is immaculate. Same thing with Corey Davis is a route technician. Love to hear that from your, you know, you're a cornerback who's going against these guys day in and day out. You know, Sauce Gardner, another guy who will certainly look to, um, you know, seize the opportunities, Robert said, Robert Sala said. You know, everything has to be earned for Sauce. You know, he's the number four overall pick, of course. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the Jets aren't just going to hand him the starting job. You know, he has to beat out a guy like Bryce Hall and, you know, earn the spot. Newsflash, he'll probably be starting week one, if I had to guess. But, um, you know, it's a good mantra to hold. It's a good mindset to have when, you know, you're trying to earn a spot. You're not You're not going to be handed, handed it. But, of course, you know, Sauce likely understands that. And, you know, he'll work his way up the depth chart and hopefully, um, you know, grab that number one cornerback slot, um, you know, rather soon, you know, probably heading into training camp. But um, other than that, yeah, that that's, that's you know, the DJ Reed uh, notes and news from around the Jets there. Um, looking a few more things here, you know, before we probably call it. Um, you know, a guy like Garrett Wilson, I mean, you know, DJ Reed touched on him saying, you know, he's been – you know, great in OTAs. He, he has great footwork. He's, uh, you know, going to be really hard for cornerbacks to, I think, attach to him and, you know, latch on to him, um, you know, when, when he's on the run and things of that nature. But, you know, I, I'm really excited for, you know, a guy like Sauce and um, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, you know, all these guys who are coming in here and, you know, trying to dominate their positions, um, you know, one by one. So it'll be really exciting to see those guys, um, you know, attack the position and attack the offense as, as, um, as a group. So that should certainly be interesting, but, 
Uh, other than that, I think we're going to go ahead and call it a podcast. I really appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you check out all the other episodes on Apple and Spotify. Um, make sure you check out my Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and make sure you read some of my work on the Jet Press. I do plan on posting an article on there very, very soon on how the Jets can possibly attack the Ravens and you know possibly steal a game early in their schedule. You know, uh, we haven't talked too, too much about the schedule. We haven't gone too in depth. We did a schedule prediction. You know, we did a record prediction, but we'll go much more in depth about the schedule and you know individual teams as we get closer to the 2022, 2023, uh, 2023 season. Um, so yeah, that will do it for this episode. I really, really appreciate it again, and I will see you next week with another one of these. See ya.